welcome back to More Than Meets the Eye. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And this week, we are talking about none other than New Wave slash post-punk. Very exciting. Um, I've frequently said before pressing the record button that this is basically my childhood, which it isn't because I did not grow up in the 80s, which is when New Wave and post-punk happened, but it is because I grew up like... There are many of these albums that I like have years in my childhood where like I would listen to this album, but we'll get into that later. As you know, this is More Than Meets the Eye, and we're helping you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Oh, look at that split. So to be perfectly honest, I didn't really look into the history, but I can give you a brief overview of like what my knowledge of the historical part of it is. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about, we talked about punk, yeah. like, a few yeah. episodes ago. So, like, so we can segue I mean, from that. yeah, it's like a transition from punk yeah. to this is new wave. almost immediately following punk. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think it pretty much is. That's why it's post-punk, because it's, like, the era right after punk. It's more 80s than punk was. Punk went right up into, like, 80, 81, mm-hmm. and then, like, new wave kind of picked up after that. But it, new wave definitely has, like, a very different sound. Say it, like, super distinct. Yeah. I think at first it was probably, I mean, it kind of, it borrowed a lot from punk, but, like, it eventually, like found its own place yeah no there's clear influences like even in the fashion too like there's very clear influences Mm -hmm. in like punk but there's something that like separates it you know there's like that electronic sound they added electronic sound in the music good old synthesizer yeah as far as the fashion goes there was like it's like toned down but also like added like baggy elements of the 80s or -hmm. like you know like the hair was a little like stylized differently. Like the style, it was just a little different, but it like clear. Still, same comes from yeah. Clearly comes from punk. So I, of course, as you know, but the listeners may not be familiar. My mother is actually like there. Are, there's photographic evidence that she like was in the heart of the new wave era. And so, so iconic. Yeah, I know. An so, icon. A whole fashion icon. She really is. I mean, I'm not going to tell you her name. <laughs> but if you, like, can find me on Facebook, you can find her on Facebook. And just, like, see some of her old photos. And it's just, it's really cool. Because you, like, I was looking on Pinterest. And I was, like, looking at, she gave me a bunch of people who she, like, based her fashion off of. And, like, looking at, like, new wave fashion, 80s. And then you look at pictures of her and it's literally the same thing. Like, it's like it's crazy some of the fashion icons she told me about but were general like new wave fashion icons Mm -hmm. were people like Chrissy Hine from the Tenders Susie Sue uh, that's from Susie and the Susie and the Banshee yeah that was like Uh, one of the first post-punk bands well because she came from punk she like directly Mm -hmm. came from the punk scene and then like kind of did her own thing like she she made Susie and the Banshees I think she like knew the Sex Pistols or something like that. Like, I think she had some connection to them. Um, and then she did Susie and the Banshees, and then she did just Susie Sue, like, her own solo work. Um, Robert Smith, who's lead singer of The, the Cure, um, which if you look at my mother's picture, she, like, did her hair the Robert Smith style, um, which is, it's basically, like, it's... Like, picture a guy with, like, long, like, a lot longer than normal hair, but it's, like, teased to the point where it looks like the same, like, just a guy with long hair, you know? Like, not, like, shoulder-length hair, but, like... That's super cool. That's super gutsy. I like the kind of androgynous androgynous look. Yeah. No, New Wave was very androgynous, which, like, 
honestly like so cool yeah no I'm, I'm super into that I, I like I like that it's kind of not really like one particular like person could enjoy it yeah and you can like cross over like no oh, that's super cool he was he did a lot of androgynous things too like he wore a lot of makeup um, which oh, yeah. nowadays we don't think of as like as androgynous mm-hmm. but like at the time it was like you know crazy yeah flamboyant yeah. you know just like fun looks yeah he did like the classic like just like all black eyes mm. and it was like whew, intense um Another fashion icon, Debbie Harry. Yes. Um, I based most of, of what I'm wearing today off of Debbie Harry. Like, I tried to do my hair like her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which were, it, yeah. I thought it was really funny because my mom was telling... My mom didn't include Debbie Harry in, like, her um, fashion, like, inspiration when she was younger but like if i was her in the 80s like i would have dressed like debbie harry you know no me too i love debbie harry and she's still super iconic yeah another note about Susie sue that i forgot um she's also known as like the godmother of goth which is like a good way to kind of like approach new wave too is it's a little like it's definitely not goth but it definitely like predates goth you know what i mean i mean yeah i think a lot of things like stemmed from it and I think there were some more gothic bands who then went to goth. Yeah. So there's, there's like, a lot of different, like, routes people went through, like, using punk and post-punk yeah. sounds. Post-punk really was just, like, a more commercialized punk. Yeah. It was more accessible. It was... Definitely more accessible. Yeah. You didn't have to, like, rebel from your family to be <laughs> on post-punk. Like, you didn't you have can... to, like, become part of a cult or anything no. and, like, put safety pins in your ears well they did but yeah but like a more like not as much if you got like safety pins from a store yeah like a pre-made earrings safety pins that would be like post-punk yeah and basically it was more like you heard them on the radio now like kind of like punk died because whole thing of punk is that you're not supposed to be mainstream Mm -hmm. like as soon as it becomes like a like a thing that everyone's doing then it's no longer you know punk rock and the 80s were the era of materialism so it was like they kind of were like okay we want to get played on the radio so it's okay like we want to get listened to so we want to get played on the radio and we also kind of talked about like the difference between uk punk and u.s punk it's interesting because post-punk was was really what took off in america as opposed to punk not really like where they like blended where they became like one thing yeah and that's like what got on the top of the american yeah music charts punk was like not as present as it was in uk but like like new wave was kind of what yeah americans were listening to and to tie into that in the u.s actually in our little home island um Long Island, there was a radio station known as WLIR, and there's actually there's like a whole documentary about it, um, and it was like really popular at like the the beginning of New Wave because it like played a lot of artists that weren't played on like the pop radios, which, which were like New Wave post punk artists, um, and it actually got like a huge following in like like this radio station. Where was it from located? Long Island. Um, you look, you can look it up, and like it will come up because it was like a thing. Like my mom told me that she would like go to shows there. They would have like rooftop so shows. So cute. Yeah, I love that. Um, New York's alternative station. It was like it was a big thing. It was Garden City. I thought, I thought it was more east, like more closer to us than that. But that's still like, I mean, it's like where we're from, you know? Mm-hmm. No, like, it's still that's still really, crazy. really cool. Yeah. And it was known as Long Island Radio, which is like, 
Yeah. Y'all know. Yeah. Um, Not like New York City, like yeah. Long Island. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. But yeah. And like they, they had like very like famous people there. Um, I highly recommend watching the documentary. I mm-hmm. haven't like watched it all the way through, but I remember when it came out, my mom was like on that. <laughs> she was like sitting on the couch watching it. And I was like, okay. Um, yes. Anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of, I feel like it, it also like new wave kind of lost like in some ways that like anarchist like yeah political i wouldn't um, necessarily vibe. say the political vibe some artists i mean were I would, more political than yeah others. and definitely there was still people like you know having like putting messages yeah. socially conscious messages yes in their music but also like kind of led to more like we're just making music for fun yeah. and like this is just some pop. lots of love songs yeah Lots of love songs. That's what made it um, more accessible. Because I think so. Yeah. Some people don't want to condemn f the this, everything, f the that, f my parents, yeah. f the police. You know, it was like love is tearing me apart. Yeah. <laughs> to quote, um, Joy Division. Well, we kind of talked about some fashion icons like Debbie Harry, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know. If we, I should mention this now because it has to do with more. F- Film, but I you guess can I sh- mention it. Just mm-hmm. can I just say about Debbie Harry? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's kind of like disappeared, but like I like she needs to make a comeback because she's she so really like does. iconic, and I just like sometimes it makes me like I wish she was just still like everywhere. Like mm-hmm. everybody knew about her still. So. I know she really needs to just have her own like solo thing going. On yeah, right now. Yeah, um, I feel like when you think of. Or at least when I think of post-punk fashion, it's like the quintessential '80s looks that you just yeah. think of when you want to like dress up like you're from the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, just like big shoulder pads and like just like oversized, like bright colors a lot of the time. Um, actually, if I can, you want to go counter because you're wearing black right now. What's so. What's weird is that if you look on the internet, it says um colors but like really it wasn't colors mm. um like i guess there are some people who did colors like blondie sometimes did colors um who else uh, the smiths were like but they were like dull colors mm. my mom one of the notes she gave me when she was talking about fashion was black 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 because it came from punk it's like it still had like mm-hmm. the the dark colors and stuff new wave isn't like it's not the quintessential 80s look like the the halloween costume 80s look because that like that's more like Madonna or like mm, that's true. You know who's the the one with the hair? The Whitney Houston. She is one of them. No, it's she has she's on um Just Dance. What is? Uh, oh yeah, girls just want to have fun. Person. Well, yes, that is, that is a different lady I was thinking of, but yes, that that is much more name? like quintessential eighties. Um, I know her name. She's great though. I love her. Girls just want to mm-hmm. have fun. I know her name too. <laughs> we both know her name, but Diana Summer, Donna Summer, Donna, Donna Summer. Summer, yeah, Donna Summer. Like those are all like very quintessential eighties. Mm-hmm. New Wave is like kind of like you know like the alternative. It was mm. alternative. That was like the first time alternative was really like a thing. Like punk was punk, and punk made a statement. Mm-hmm. And then New Wave kind of came along, which became like the alternative. It's like. So it was what was what's cool about New Wave though is that it was very popular, you know, like yeah, and that's what kind of um, that's what's cool about the '80s is that you see like these two halves. Like when I think of New Wave, I think of like one of the first things I think of was like dusters, you know, or like 
leather coats and leather jackets. You know, not just like the moto jacket, like the long leather coat with like the mm. belt. Like, um, it, kind of a mix between baggy and like tight fitting. Because if you look at someone like Debbie Harry, she'll wear like a tight fitting shirt in like one picture, but then like a baggy outfit yeah. in the next picture. Um, then also, you know, dark makeup, big hair, the uh, hair, the the big the hair, the hair gel, the, the teasing, yep, all of it. No crimping, but like maybe a perm. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, perm. no, as big as possible. Yeah, like man, I would thrive at that time. Oh, yeah. my hair would just you be in its natural dr- state at all you times. You thrive today. I try to thrive. You do. You succeed. Except the humidity works against me oh, most of the time. Me too, huh? <laughs> um, Doc Martens, biker jackets, rip clothing thrifted clothes which i think Mm. is cool so there was like especially for like the everyday new wave person you know not like the debbie harry's like the people who were like just rocking college at home yeah in their suburban Um, home thrifted clothes which i think is cool because then it brings in like they were if you think about it it was a little like vintage for them Mm -hmm. but like for us it's like i feel like when i go thrifting i like look for 80s clothes so it's like funny to think like what were they getting at the thrift store yeah no yeah um, my mom also said men's style shoes. Mm. Um, I have a quote, a quote from her. Please we were share her she knowledge. Said, we all had men's suit coats that were too big from the thrift store, both boys and girls. So that was interesting. Yeah, no, that's definitely. part of the androgyny too. Is like, yeah, kind of like everybody had that. Coat, definitely like know? a statement, like like oversized blazer or yep. something. Just definitely like reminds me of that time. Yeah, yeah. Any more fashion notes? Um. I mean, I was going to get into, like, more of the, the film characters, but that we'll save that. We can do that. We can okay. go on music last, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like at the time, like, the kids were listening to the music, but also they could see themselves on the TV or mm-hmm. in the movie. So definitely, like the, like, the iconic movies coming from that time, I would say, like, The Breakfast Club... Okay. Yeah, Breakfast Club. She, my mom does say John Hughes movies in general, mm-hmm. like have that kind of. That's what they were watching. Yeah, and like yeah. there's the the punkier characters from Breakfast Club are definitely like New Wave. I don't. I've never seen Breakfast Club, so I can't tell you. But. Yeah, you know, definitely. There's like a variety of of like characters and like looks in that movie that I feel like some of them really draw from New Wave. Um, Pretty in Pink. I mean, mostly like Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Um, the things that she wore, especially if have you ever seen Pretty in Pink? I haven't. It's so good. It's so cute. Is that Sixteen Candles is like the uber racist one, or are they both pretty racist? Um, hmm. Oh, I don't remember. I've never seen Sixteen Candles. Oh, Sixteen Candles is the super racist okay. one. I've never seen it though. Okay. That's the one where like the Asian kid is like super yep. like car- caricatured. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That would be so painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't even want to try. Like, yeah, it's fine. Um, a great. My mom just like pulled this. I mean, obviously it's like her time, but like this movie, she told me about. I was like, holy what? Like, it's a Nicolas Cage movie called Valley Girl. Oh. And I want to see it. So Nicolas Cage is basically like very like new wave in the in the movie, very post punk. Um, and. Nicholas Cage. I know, Nicholas Cage of all people. But um, <laughs> um she actually texted me Nicholas K 
Cave, Nick Cave, who's like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds is like a band. Um, they're actually maybe I'll play one song by them because there's this one song that like it's called The Carney and it's got like creepy carnival music in it uh-huh. and like terrified me as a kid. Like if it came on my mom's iPod shuffle, I'd be like, I'm out. I have to leave the room. Can't do this now. Um, Creepy carnival music. Yeah, right? yeah. Interesting. It was, it's a hardcore. I'll play a couple of it. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna pull it up now. I feel like it's worth like understanding. Mm-hmm. So real quick, just to like hear the creepy carnival shit. Oh, <laughs> to hear the creepy carnival stuff. Um, here's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with the Carney. like pretty much all you need to get the heebie-jeebies not feeling it to be honest it's actually a good song now i really like the mm-hmm. song um but yeah it's like creepy it is yeah. creepy like i like, feel cool. like i'm an it or something yep. like, you can understand now why when i was a child i was like not yeah <laughs> yeah no not and a like, fan it would actually just like come on all the time and i'd be like yeah turn this off? And she'd be like, i'm sorry it's a good song though um it is it's kind of like you got to be feeling it I know you're not. I like recently got like weirdly into horror movies. I think just because like I've had the opportunity to watch more. Mm. Um, it all started with The Exorcist. When I watched The Exorcist okay. like two years ago, I was like, wait. This is I so feel cool. like, but I feel like watching it chapter two like kind of like opened me up more to horror movies in like a weird way it does not mean i'm gonna watch the exorcist with you i'm it's not a, going to <laughs> still not going it's to it's a good movie but though. i did watch the first oh, no. it and i did kind of enjoy it when, when did you watch it i watched it um like last weekend so it was you didn't tell me that's amazing it was it's so good it was pretty good like so much better than the second one so much better than the second one yeah. wow the second one just shouldn't have been made. No. Okay, we are hella off topic. So let's go. I mean, it topic. does take place in the 80s. This so. This is true. This is true. Let me see. Can um, I pull anything? Um, any of the characters? Um, the girl could be a little bit. The she has the girl. short hair. Yeah. Um, she's a little too like. I mean, they're also really she young. She knows who like new kids on the block is like that. She would be shamed by the new wave community. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They I don't be judgmental. Okay. Maybe they would. They probably would. I don't know. They're, um, like, little. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we're trying to, like, relate things back. So, I was talking about... I got to Nick Nick Cave because we're talking about Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Um, this yeah. show. This movie. This movie, Valley Girl. Um, you should watch the preview. I'm sure the movie's, like, not that bad. My mom was kind of like, that Nick Cave movie... Nick Cage movie. So, like, I have a feeling it maybe it's not her favorite movie. But, um... Yeah, I watched the preview, and I really want to watch it now, but it was, like, a girl from the valley and a guy from Hollywood, the most unlikely couple. And I was like, oh. It was just, yeah. Who's the leading actress? Lady? I'm no. Leading lady? I mean, we could, you know, mention Sing Street, which wasn't made. I was on my list. It wasn't made. It was made in 2016, but it does take place in Dublin. In the 80s. In the 80s. It draws from, like, all the new wave influences, has, like, 
Duran Duran, like The Cure, in the soundtrack. Like we could just play the whole soundtrack the if we wanted to. The Clash. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Maneater. Who's that? Hollow Notes would not be in there, but mm. <laughs> yeah, because they're not really new wave. But I feel uh, like if I'm being honest, like watching that movie really opened me up to new wave. Yeah. And like I've really loved so much of the music now because yeah. of that movie. Because yeah. I just like when you like see the visuals and like I don't know, you just get immersed in it. It's really cool. It's home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it is. I know. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch it. Highly ten and ten recommends Sing Street. Yes. Um, so cute. Yeah, and it's to just give you some context. It's about a boy in Dublin in the '80s who goes to a Catholic school, which all schools in Dublin are, um, for the most part, um, and gets beaten by his teachers and like conform. Be beaten up by the bully and like his parents are like divorcing each other but like that's not really a thing especially in Dublin in the 80s like come on Catholic too was it I don't think it was in Dublin actually I thought oh maybe I don't know it might be it might not be um yeah, so then he forms a band because he, like, likes this girl, so he makes a band for the girl, and it's, like, this whole thing. But it's, like, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's, like, actually really cute. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's The fashion is great. Like, and it gets kind of deep. Yeah. As all It's, John like, coming-of-age, yeah. cute coming-of-age movie that just happens to be in New Wave era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what more could you want? Yeah. And our faves, shout-out to Ferdy Walsh, Pila, um, Mark. Mark. Mick McKenna, Mark McKenna, and Ian Kenny. Yes, I love Mark McKenna. Okay, some other movies. The Commitments. Um, I don't know. I think that might have been 90, but it doesn't matter because High Qual, Irish, um, <laughs> two important factors to any movie you watch. <laughs> high, um, high Qual and Irish. And Irish. Um, and it's about, it's another movie about forming a band. And yes, it's 91, but it definitely has like those like new wave vibes and oh another important thing about so we're talking about ireland and like new wave um i don't know if it's a quote from the movie or if it's a quote no it's a quote from like i was watching interviews about sing street before it came out and in ireland like the 80s were the 60s of ireland so like in england the 60s were really big right it was a swing in 60s it was like all that in Ireland, like, that was the 80s. Like, the 80s was, like, when culture really took off. You know, before then, it was kind of like a third-world country. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's only a second-world country now, but, like, you know... It, it's only, like, was flourishing in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, thanks like, to the 80s, like, it kind of became a... Art and culture was place. just, like, at its peak. Yeah. Or flourishing. Yeah, they were at its peak, yeah. Another movie, Gregory's Girl, is... It's a Scottish movie, um, and it's in the 80s, and it's about this guy... Who he's like a he's like a dumb kind of like alternative kid in his school. So like he likes alternative music and um, it's I said that it's Scottish, right? It is Scottish. It's great. Um, and there's this girl who joins the football team, football meeting soccer, and she that's like unheard of. They're all like, "What girl on the soccer what? team?" Uh, and he really wants to like date her and it's like this whole thing where he's trying to flirt with her and at the end he goes on like this massive date with like five different people where like he goes on a date with one girl and then go- leaves her and meets up like that girl takes her him to another girl who then oh. goes on a date with her it's like really funny and like, was it made weird. In, it was like it was made in movie. the 80s yeah but it's like I really liked it I thought it was really Interesting. good um yeah we said Sing Street um and then like to reference something I talked about in the punk um, episode 
the movie This Is England. I recommend it again until the entire world has watched it and like life has been changed by it. Because um, it's more like this era now and it's about skinheads but this kid mm. who gets involved with skinheads did you talk about this in punk or my in punk yeah, yeah I, that's what i said in the punk episode i talked about it so those are my movies yeah so and now the big boy the big important <laughs> crucial music. yeah just to name a few and to get it out of my system <laughs> so that i don't forget anybody i'm a real quick just name off all of it, okay? Mm-hmm. You go with that. Go for it. The Pretenders, Susie and the Banshees, The Cure, Blondie, The Cars. By the way, um, The Cars, the guy died. Just died. What's his name? My mom texted me about about it, too. Um, so sad. I know. He just died, like, two days ago, too, I think. Oh, she texted me so many things that I just forgot to look into. Rick Okasek. Um, she also, this is random. There was, like, a specific thing, but she said that um, vampire was, like, a thing. Like, people were into this one guy, um, Bella Lagosi, because, like, he was a vampire. I don't know. Weird, but random fact. Interesting. Um, okay, so I was talking about the cars, Elvis Costello. Joe Jackson wasn't the aesthetic, but, like, my mom, like, he was, like, the music-ish. She likes him. Um, the Smiths. Squeeze, The Clash, Echo and the Bunnymen, U2. I know everybody hates U2, but in the 80s, they were amazing (laughs) and so inspirational and so important to Irish culture. Uh, The police. Did you mention the police? police. Yeah. They are. They're a little ska, but they're also post-punk. Yeah, they kind of like... The same way... I feel like they got... They like developed... In this, post-punk even yeah. more to like where it became kind of like just different but like they did stem from in the it. same way that like Joe Jackson is ska but also post but also new wave I think the police are ska but also new wave mm-hmm. where do you want to start I feel like the clash just like oh you want to do clash songs okay or just like I don't know I feel like because they were punk we, and then yeah. they like transitioned to new wave and I feel like they're just they like, kind of just overlapped too yeah. you know they were like the Clash were really like like you said they kind of have that crossover thing yeah. and they like like experimented yeah. like they moved yes. away as punk was dying yeah they survived yeah for a little bit they kind of died pretty quickly too you want to so for Blondie so Blondie is one of the bands there was we had a compilation album and when I was a kid I had like when I was really little I had a CD player in my room. And I would go downstairs to the living room, grab CDs, and bring them up to my room and just start, like, listening to CDs. And I'd listen to them on repeat. And so I grabbed, especially if, like, I knew I knew a song off the album, I would, like, grab it and, like, listen to it. Um, I first started liking Blondie because of the song Atomic was in um, the movie Bend It Like Beckham, which is a very good movie. But an Indian, Indian girl who plays soccer. Um, I've heard of it. Really good. I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, it was in that. It was on the on the soundtrack for that. And I listened to that a lot as a kid. And then like I listened to more Blondie, and I had a bunch of songs. And then like when I got my first iPod, you know, I put all the Blondie songs on my iPod, uh, just like you know, like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna play Atomic. Okay. Because it's one of the more famous ones, but it's also like important to me like it's one of my favorites of their songs so here's oh and debbie harry is of course the lead singer of blondie i thought it was just her for the longest time but it's not no what i really find interesting about them is that they kind of like 
they have a little mod thing going on. I don't know if you noticed, but like all the men in the group have like a very mod look, which is interesting. Um, like I was watching some of the videos, which I would recommend the the music videos. They have like Heart of Glass, Atomic, and Call Me all have music videos, but they're mainly just like kind of like concert videos, like mm-hmm. staged concert videos. But if you go to like um, Parallel Lines, like that album, like you see the guys are kind of like modish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see it. Can it I, it looks very mod. Yeah. <laughs> so here's Atomic by Blondie. Yeah, that's Atomic by Blondie. Do you know that one? I know other ones, but I've probably heard that before. Okay. I feel like with most of this music, it's always just been in the background somewhere, or just like it's, it's appeared really... somewhere in some time in my life. A lot of these songs, I feel like you're going to recognize. Yeah. And like, just were like, oh, you know when you hear a song and you're like, oh, that's a thing. Like, yeah. I know that song. This song, I'm not super surprised because it's not like... This next one that I'm going to play, which you probably know the name of, too, um, is, like, super, way more well-known. Um, way Heart more like Glass. Yeah, that one. Um, but, yeah, like, there's a lot of songs. Like, I'm going to play, like, probably, like, Cure and, like, Elvis Costello songs that you're like, I don't know any Elvis Costello songs. And they're like, oh, wait, I know this song. Yeah, um, I feel like because, like, the 80s were, like, kind of that the generation of like the adults so like right now it's like from the 80s yeah so like you know as a kid like it's what like the adults I guess were like their throwbacks or something but I never really like engaged with 80s music until I was older yeah but let me do Heart of Glass super quick it's a lot more recognizable Um, so here's Heart of Glass by Blondie easy to get the gist of yeah is this a stupid question but is africa a new wave song no it's not toto was a pop band okay when did that they were like pop rock it did came it came out like 84 or something but it's it's from the 80s but it's not like new wave Mm -hmm. Uh, because every time i play it in the car my mom rolls her eyes into um pluto so yeah what about that song um i'll stop the world to melt with you who's that by um I'll stop to it. It's by a band that my mom knows. Um, here, I'll text her right now. Because <laughs> that song, like, I remember it being in... The, like a band that I've been into before, too, I should Yeah. 
Oh. No, it's such a good song. Like, it was in the movie Sky High. Mm. And that's just, I feel like in so many of, like, my childhood movies, there'd be, like, remakes of all these oh, songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another, just another one of my favorite Blondie songs. I mean, Call Me is obviously super famous. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally overplayed, um, but good song. So and then good. Denis is, like, my other favorite Blondie song. Oh, Denis, did you... I'm in love with you. Oh, and uh, there's that stupid One Direction song. Oh, One, one Way or Another. That is a Blondie song. Yeah. So much better as Blondie. I feel like so many people have remade that song, though. Yeah. Which is funny, because some people are like, who the heck is Blondie? Yeah. And it's like, trust me, you know Blondie. Yeah. Like, no, her music is, their music has been in the background of everyone's lives. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Oh, Cindy Lauper who sings "Girl Just Cindy Lauper, yeah, she was. My mom likes likes her. She thinks she's cool. Anything that like she's also like. I feel like her fashion is also kind of important. Yeah. Like so she has the hair and everything. Oh, definitely, definitely. Another. She's a little bright and poppy, but she like has. No, she sings "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Yeah, which so. is a pop song, but but it's like solid. Um, another super important band to New Wave was um, The Cure. I love the cute. They're so good. Um, they kind of came around like later, but they were um, they were super influential. Like they were like my mom literally like styled her hair after them. Like the whole like duster coat and like um, Doc Martens. Like that's like the whole like Cure look. Um, they have a couple music videos for the songs, and like one of them. The, the music video for Love Song, which is, like, a super famous song, um, Adele covered it. Um, they, like, he's in, like, a stalact- <laughs> stalactocyte, like, like he's in a cave and, like, you know, stalagmites. Sl- yeah, stalagmites. stalagmite. Um, yeah, and he's just, like, it's, like, a bunch of, like, really close-up shots of these, like, fake stalagmites. And, like, he's just, like, sitting there and he's, like... I forget. Uh, I will always love you. It's like really funny. We could also just talk about like the music videos during this time because they were super iconic. They were interesting, but like I was watching, I was watching for the groups that like I know, and mm-hmm. I was like, these aren't that interesting. I mean, I think what's interesting though is that they were one of like the f- like when music videos were like yeah. a thing, like yeah, when they were was... just like a standard thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I remember my mom saying that, like, she remembers, like, Blondie music videos, like, being the first one she'd really seen on, like, oh. MTV and stuff like that. Yeah. MTV is also super important. So let me play a couple of Cure songs. I'm going to do, as I always, as my typical fashion, um, I'm going to do my favorite Cure song, which is Boys Don't Cry, which is actually, like, mm. pretty famous. Yeah, no, that's one of their... yeah. Most well-known mm-hmm. ones. It's also good. And there's a movie, Jim Jarmusch, a great film director, great 80s. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. A great 80s new age film, Strangers in Paradise. One of the best films you ever watched. Like, one of the best really? films I've ever seen. So good. Oh, my gosh. So quintessential. What? How could <laughs> I forget about it? Like, literally, like, oh, my goodness. You have to watch this movie. What is it Strangers about? in Paradise. Um... It's kind of slice of life. Okay. So, like, there's not, like, a big plot. Um, Modern English is the band that did I'd Stop the World. Yeah, okay, so it's about... Oh, man, what is it about? <laughs> there's, like, these... There's these two guys and this girl. The girl is from, like, Poland or something. Like, weird like that. Yeah. Um, and the two guys are, like, trying to, like, 
she's cousins with one of them and the other one's like flirting with her but like they're friends and then they like she's running away from like her parents or something and like it's like this weird thing but like they end up like they all just want to go do something and then like they end up like all going their separate ways it's really interesting i forget there is like a plot point too but i can't remember it but it's good i just remember being like like super impacted by it because it's super like he doesn't use like a fancy camera or anything it's just very good Stranger Than Paradise, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch did Patterson with Adam Driver. It's like that movie about that bus driver. Yeah. yeah. Jim Jarmusch is amazing. But anyways, he made a movie called Boys Don't Cry about a transgender guy in the 80s, which is like so impactful. Or maybe it was in the 90s, but like it was like, it was really cool. And I think like he got the title from this song, obviously. So here's Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. I feel so bad, like, not finishing that song, honestly. (laughs) Side note, but Frank Ocean has a magazine called Boys Don't Cry. He does. So. Influence? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. So it just. No, it's crazy. I Props to Frank Ocean, though. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, But yeah, great song. Mm -hmm. So good. So I can listen to it now. So out of breath now. Yeah, I know. For real. Um, Okay. So another one of the Cure songs that's on Sing Street, which is my favorite. I'm just oh, like listing songs that are. Great. I don't know. If I wasn't gonna choose this one because I feel like it's not like it's as, not super popular. It's not super popular. It's not like the sound isn't as like the typical yeah. like. No, what do you it think? actually is. I think. You think? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Uh, which one is it? In between days. Oh, so good. So good. I think it's like definitely listen one to of my it. top favorites. Yeah, me too. It's like my second favorite Cure song. Um, I think Love Song is like. If you heard it, you would know it, but it'd take you a second, and it's kind of slow. Just like Heaven, you would also know. Yeah, no, that one's super Okay, so let me do that one. Um, It's also very sad. When I was a child, it would, like, make me sad. I would be, like, so heartbreaking because, like, the ocean takes her away, and he's, like... I guess I've never paid attention to the plot of it. Oh, my gosh. That's the other thing about, like, New Wave. It's, like, real sad hours, like... Sad boy hours. Yeah. Not even sad boy hours, just everyone was sad. So they were like, well, when we get into Morrissey, oh my God, it's like, let me just kill myself. And it's like, oh, holy, holy. Okay. But here's Just Like Heaven by The Cure. So good. We've just been like jamming out to like mm-hmm. these songs. Um, that was such a good one. Um, okay. Oh, cool thing about the Cure. My mom's seen them like seven times, at, like in concert. That's so cool. I know. That's I'm like so one of the jealous. things she's always like. Um, I see them like sometimes. I'm like, okay. You know what? They're all alive though. I think, which is cool. 
<gasps> Very cool. Yeah. A quick, like, semi-pop, but also, like, pretty new wave song that I think a lot of people would recognize is Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule <gasps> oh, the World. I was going to say that's so good. So good. So, so good. Let me play that for you. Great. It's a great song. Okay. The beginning always like it sounds like the yeah, yeah. that so part bad. I don't know reminds me so much of like I don't know I hear the influence from bands now yes like I feel like the beginning could sound like I don't know like any, name any I don't know like Strokes or something like yeah. any like alternative band right Especially now the, the synth ones like yeah. the synth pop bands like nowadays like the 1975 Definitely. super synthy oh, yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of others so if we can build off this little synth thing mm-hmm. um. Since I'm gonna go. This just like recently became one of my new favorite songs. Um, it's New Order's Bizarre Love Triangle. You might recognize it when you hear it. You might not. I don't know. But um, it's very synth heavy. New Order is. Um, okay. Sad story time. Are you ready? So you've heard of Joy Division, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So when he died, is that the band? Yeah. So when the lead singer killed himself, they created a new band from the same group of people that were in Joy Division and called it New Order because they were in a new order Mm -hmm. of like who was the lead singer. Yeah. Right. Um, It's very tragic. I read about it though, and it's like very like crazy too. Like I feel really bad for the guy, but you know he had a lot of mental issues, which is like which weren't of course being addressed because it was the eighties and. Yeah, but this came out in 1986. When uh-huh. I got into the song this year, my mom was like, "Oh yeah, when the song came out, I like listened to it every day." <laughs> so I was like, "That's cute," because I was listening to it like every day because I had just discovered it. Um, so it's cool. So yeah, so here's "Bizarre Love Triangle" by New Order. Like atmospheric. I love that little like synth. Yeah, I know. Synthesizer, so important, so crucial. Yeah, it's funny to me how like new wave music was like something I grew up with, Mm. but like every day I like discover a new new wave song, and because I like new wave music, I'm like, whoa, like this is such a good song, you know? It's random. Um, The most popular Joy Division song is "Level Tears Apart." Yeah, well, any. Play any Joy Division. Yeah? Okay. So let me do that real quick. I'm actually not super familiar with this song. Um, but uh, They only released, like, two or three albums. Two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Before. Bye-bye. Um, yeah.
me, it's weird that that's like their most popular song because I don't find it as catchy as like Bizarre Love Triangle or something. Yeah, you know? I feel like I don't know that song. It's just I I don't know. I feel like I, I've heard it everywhere at this yeah. point. It's very iconic. Yeah, very iconic. Um, if I can dip back into like the rock and roll side again a little more, um, I just want to do I want to do a Pretender song because like the Pretenders are really important for like my mom loves the Pretenders, but I feel like they're not super well known. Um, yeah, I've never heard of them. They're really good. There's probably like more popular ones that you might recognize, mm-hmm. but um, this is one of my favorites. Um, I had like thinking like 10th grade I was like obsessed with this song and I listened to it like every day um it was really good so this is called Kid by the Pretenders also that last one was Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division I realized I didn't say it before the song but I, we I just we talked did. about it yeah but yeah again this is Kids Kid by the Pretenders I love the guitar line in that song. Like, the do. Reminds me of The Cure a little bit. It does. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, yeah. Same. Same era. Same era. We're talking about same the same people. Time. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, her voice. She's very famous. Chrissy Hine is very famous mm-hmm. for her voice. Um, like, her. Like, it's very, like, unique, and you don't really, like, hear that. You know, like a deeper female yeah. voice. Yeah. As opposed um, to, like, the super, like, poppy, like. Yeah, you know. like blonde, like uh, Debbie Harry's a little more like yeah up there, you know. Let me do Susie and the Banshees. Quick. I know we're doing a lot of music, but it's like most of what Susie New Wave episode. is, right? So the Passenger is one that you will definitely know, which is by Susie and the Banshees. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never heard of them until doing research for this, and they were like one of the first to start doing it. Yeah, you will. I swear. You will know that song when you hear it. Um, so this is The Passenger by Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, very. Yep. I've heard before, definitely. Yep. I love her voice, though. I know she's got a great voice. That's like what you were saying before about like the deeper female mm-hmm. voice. Like that's very much like a part of New Wave mm-hmm. because yeah, I was probably primarily run by men, so it was like yeah. Was I mean, most of these are like girls and with with all, other guys. Yeah, all guys. Yeah, bands. So. Wasn't really any like girl New Wave. Bands. Yeah. Also, one well, thing. Go Go's are not are they New Wave? I don't think so, but they have like I don't know. They're they're all I think it's an all girl band. <laughs> Interesting. Joan Jett, she was a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Don't give a damn about bad reputation. Oh, she was really cool. They're actually making a documentary about her, um, and I really want to see it. It's gonna be cool. What was I gonna say? Oh, also something to note about like all of this music, which is like kind of like in retrospect, like a little like oh that like stinks, you know? Like I wish it was more um, inclusive. It's not very racially diverse. Mm-hmm. Most of them are British, 
but they're like I'm pretty sure like they're all white so yeah kind of disappointing it's also interesting because uh, like a characteristic of new wave is that it's like reggae influence and hip-hop influence Mm -hmm. but like you're also not letting like yeah also not letting like people who invented reggae part of the scene I don't know if it maybe it wasn't they weren't letting but like it also just was a culturally like yeah I mean they're kind of there's some gatekeeping i guess it wasn't this as like blatant like as no you can't join us but yeah it was also like you know it wasn't really opportunity yeah for people of other races to be yeah. a part of it totally um let me do christine by susie and the banshees because my mom said this is her favorite susie and the banshees song and i like was like this is very good there's also a music video for it and susie's got like her crazy eye makeup going Ooh. on she always did this thing with her eye makeup where she would like draw her eyebrows down into her eyes. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I think that was only her doing it. I don't think no, that. It, <laughs> it was. I mean, it's like kind of a punk look. Like I've seen mm. punk people do it before. The guitar line in the beginning is super cool. Yeah. Um, like a little grittier than some of the other songs. Definitely, definitely. She was, because she was really punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, New Wave 2, like, spans a lot, you know? Like, it has everything, like, on theme is that it kind of has, like, a dark, like, it's kind of what they're talking about is, like, darker mm-hmm. subjects, you know, not light and fluffy subjects, which is what I think, excuse me, what I think makes it different from, like, real pop music. Um from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it still, yeah. Like, it still had that, like, message. Yeah. So let me do a car song since they were, like, a really big part of um, post-punk new wave. Um, I'm going to do the most. R.I.P. Oh, I know. Rick. Um, and, yeah, this is the most famous one. You will absolutely, you know this song, Just What I Needed. I don't mind you coming here Wasting all my time when you're standing oh so near I kind of lose my mind It's not the perfume that you wear It's not the ribbons in your Y'all know that song. Yeah. I feel like all these songs are also in commercials. That's exactly, yeah. Because it's for, like, it's for that generation. Like, because that's, like, their target audience. And they'll put those songs in there, which is, like. especially. It's, like, in every, it's, like, like, every, like, soda company sees that song, you know? No, it's so true. Yeah. Two other songs. Drive is, like, a slow car song. It has a music video. It's very good, though. Slow car song. Drive. Let's move on. How Anyways. do you hire a hitman? Okay. No! Uh, I'm sorry. Just, hey, I love you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's All I Can Do is one that my mom said was her favorite. So, favorite car song. Um, cool. We're going to dip quickly into Elvis Costello. Um, yeah. My mom also 
mentioned him. She I, mentioned only like a few. She was like, yeah, it was like New Wave, but you know, Elvis Costello, Blondie. I feel like that's her thing. Yeah. I feel like I could very much see your mom listening <laughs> to Elvis Costello because he's very quirky. Like I was watching some of his videos. Like I watched Oliver's Army and like What's So Funny About Peaceful and Understanding. And he's got this whole like, shtick where he's like, Elvis Costello. And it's like so like... Actually, I think I read about him doing this, like, because now he's very, like, loose and, like, dude, mm. he's, like, you know, uh-huh. but, like, back in, like, his, like, he had this whole, like, shtick where he's very, like, weird and, like, he would, like, have, like, weird, he would, like, see okay. that. It was as, a like, whole, like, Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, but I'm going to do Oliver's Army. It's a very good song. But um, Allison is super famous. Most people, um, I don't know if you know, you probably know it if you heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, lesson Zero. Um, and What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding, like, that's also. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I know that one. What's so funny about, okay. But here's Oliver's Army. Oliver's Army, like, I don't know the name, but, like, I when I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that song. Uh, okay. Elvis Costello and the attractions with Oliver's Army. Okay. Here is How Soon Is Now by the Smiths, who are like so influential in New Wave, like such a big part of New Wave and like such like so influential to this day. Like they're amazing. How Soon Is Now is, I think, one of the more famous ones. was a little taste taste that's my mom's favorite and then probably their most favorite one is this charming man which i'm going to play really quick but something just a note about the music is that like morrissey was a lyricist so like mm-hmm. all the lyrics are his and if you like really listen closely to like smith's songs they're very upsetting because you know he was a gay man in the 80s and like that was like taboo but he was like openly gay and you know he couldn't do anything about it and like he wasn't gonna hide it so like a lot of lyrics are very painful but the back the music that's all like the chords are all like johnny marr and it's like he's just like so well known for like his style it's like really cool um it's, it's like all really good. So I'm gonna do This Charming Man by The Smiths. Amazing. And then to wrap it up with an Irish guy, I'm just going to do um, U2, which are really important, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. for um, 
Irish culture and like a new wave in Ireland. Um, and obviously they became very Americanized at some point. But um, Sunday Bloody Sunday is a super important song too because I believe it came out in like 79, which was um, was when there was a really big bombing. Uh, no, or not bombing. Something happened. Um, oh, you know what it was? There was the, the Northern Irish and like the British actually came into Ireland and like... Um, cause conflict i don't I have all of accurate it. information on it but all it was history. like in the 70s this happened and it was on a sunday um and i remember oh, when bloody yeah bloody, bloody sunday. sunday i remember when i was in grade school um there's also a russian bloody sunday from like the catherine the great era or something uh, oh no not from the catherine but like from like the bolsheviks era okay. or whatever um and in like sixth grade, my teacher was like, "You know the YouTube song Sunday Bloody Sunday? It's about the Russian this Russian this weird random Russian thing." I was like, "Hi, I'm sorry. I believe that Sunday Bloody Sunday is about the Irish thing that happened in the '70s, where a bunch of Irish people were murdered ruthlessly by the Brits." And she was like, "No, didn't like her because she didn't like me." Oh, which like. I started off liking her, but she, like, did not like yeah. me. Um, and I'm right about that, just so she knows um, <laughs> if that she's I'm listening. right. No, she's not listening. But you know what? Right I hope now. she went home and looked it up because I was right about it. Why would an Irish person write about a Russian thing that happened, like, <laughs> a million years ago? I don't know. That's so true. Fine. They would write about culturally relevant things. Okay. Sunday Bloody Sunday by YouTube. Okay. <laughs> crack people good crack um we never played a police would you like to we should just close it on the police roxanne that's that's a such a good song roxanne my favorite one roxanne you don't have to put on the red light those days are over you don't have to show your body to the night good crack oh my gosh so good it always amazes me how like beautiful his voice mm-hmm. is uh. you know his, his like vocals are amazing yeah so that will conclude us for today we talked about new wave today we played a lot of music played some music talked about some mm-hmm. fashion icons talked about the fashion icon which is carrie cowan, carrie cowan. <laughs> there we go name drop <laughs> oh even you can I'm not going to. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, Carrie. Emma's mom. That's my mom. Me, mommy. Me, mommy. Okay. That changes things. With great aesthetics comes great responsibility. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. Thank you, WTBU Podcasting and Catherine Massey. We love you. Goodbye. See you next week.